What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. Welcome back, everyone, to the Weekly Rundown. So excited to be back this week. I wanted to try a new format for the Weekly Rundown, so bear with me. I think it would be kind of interesting to, especially during these slow weeks with some of our Housewives shows like Potomac, Beverly Hills, thought it would be cool to not only recap, but as we're going down the line of what aired during the week, also pulling in some headlines, some articles that we can discuss and break down to further dive deep into these shows that we so much love. And so without further ado, I'm going to start this week off with Potomac. I don't have any notes for Potomac. Really, I just don't. But there were a few things that I found on People and a couple articles like that that I wanted to share some updates on and give you guys my thoughts. So according to an article from People written by Dave Quinn, we love Dave Quinn, Candace Dillard Bassett. I love how they do the full name because people are probably like, who the hell is this? Candace Dillard Bassett, grateful for common sense as Michael Darby's defamation lawsuit is dismissed. So a judge in Virginia gave Candace a stress-free start to 2024, dismissing the defamation lawsuit that she was facing from Michael Darby, the estranged husband of her co-star Ashley. So this was first filed on February 15th, 2023. So almost a year later, a dismissal with prejudice was issued in the case on January 3rd last month with a final order entered on January 31st. Michael, the court determined was precluded from maintaining a lawsuit against Candace based on a release that he signed to appear on Potomac Housewives. When a case is dismissed with prejudice, it becomes a final judgment and may not be reserted. Candace has remained still um, mum about the suit, just meaning that she hasn't said much, refusing to discuss the legal matter on, you know, the show with her co-stars even after they brought it up during filming for season eight. But now that it's over, she is breaking her silence on people saying, I am incredibly grateful to God for protecting me I am also grateful for common sense, the support of my family, and my incredible legal team for helping the plaintiff to get exactly what he deserves from me, absolutely nothing. Meanwhile, her lawyers um, are also celebrating. They're honored to have represented Candace and assist her in defending her name against these allegations. People did reach out to Michael for comment, and of course, he didn't comment personally, but his legal team argued in the case that Candace demonstrated knowledge that her statements were salacious, imprudent, and or would be harmful to Mr. Darby's reputation and were intentional and born out of evident hatred and disdain for that that Candace has for Michael. That was basically what he said because of the comments that Candace made about Michael Darby's sex life in a season seven episode. So... Really, I mean, I think this was just a defamation suit, and I, I, I think it just kind of got, you know, blown out of proportion. Really, I mean, if we're in all fairness, if Michael, which he wasn't, you know, really on last season at all, if he's choosing not to be on this show, then I totally get him not wanting to be talked about. I do know that Candace is a woman who will say whatever is on her mind. We love her for that, but I do think that that can get you in trouble in certain, you know, 
situations. And I definitely think this is one of them. So I, I'm, I'm glad that it's over with, but I do think that, you know, Candace isn't somebody that is completely off the hook, I would say. However, Michael Darby is kind of a sleaze ball, so I think I, I think it's it's best to just kind of brush this under the rug and move on. I would say. Interesting though, I was listening to Two Teas in a Pod recently. Now at the Two Teas in a Pod live show, which I had stated on my Instagram. Teddy and Tamara both said that they feel like Potomac is lacking. I've said that. There's been there's been many thoughts on social media about Potomac lacking. However, Tamara went that extra mile on the podcast and said that Wendy is the problem, or at least in her opinion. Tamara said, NECA keeps trying to move forward. Wendy keeps moving backwards, trying to find reasons not to like her. I don't understand it. Teddy then agreed and said, you can tell when Wendy is doing her confessionals that she's calculating her answer. And then Teddy also said, to be honest, Wendy, move on from this. I'm sure your mom has moved on from this. Make up with NECA or don't be on the show at this point. I also, for me, I so I definitely agree with that. But I also feel as though, why is Wendy on the show other than to promote her businesses? Because I don't feel like she connects with any of these ladies on a personal level. And that's where I feel like Potomac is lacking is the relationships are not blending like they used to the friend groups are not are not friending there there's something missing in that group and i could just talk about this forever i don't really know what it's going to take to fix this but it's it's definitely not going to happen in one season so i i definitely feel as though friendships need to be mended there needs to be some sort of trust reformed between multiple relationships in this group and actually that is all of the headlines that I found for Potomac that I wanted to discuss. Nothing too exciting, and that kind of reflects on the season thus far. Nothing really is exciting me about Potomac, and I'm really disappointed. And I know they say this, you know, I know I've been saying this week after week, and I really, it's it's nothing against, you know, the show. I, I just feel like this cast is just not moving in the right direction anymore. And I hope that a change is made after this season. I don't know what has to happen, but I really, truly hope that a change is made after this season because I don't want to see Potomac fail. It's made it to eight seasons. That's a huge accomplishment for a city that not a lot of people have heard of. And I highly encourage you, if you listen to this podcast and you've never watched Potomac, definitely take the time. Go back, listen to, or I'm sorry, not listen, watch You know the previous seasons because Potomac was was one of the top for me it, it for for many seasons for a bunch of different reasons and so i and it's been lacking this last season so i and i even to that i will also say that potomac has been so popular that you know i think it was last season or the season before i think it was last season that we had um or no i'm sorry two seasons ago we had Nicki minaj who guest hosted an episode of the reunion and it was really fun and so i mean for Nicki minaj to host part of the Potomac reunion. I mean, it's it was a big show. And so it's really disappointing to see where it's at right now. I really hope that it gets better. I would just say right now I'm I'm interested in Mia and Gordon's divorce and the demise of their relationship. It kind of seems as though the only thing I can think with with Mia and Gordon is that maybe he did something business-wise that and also because of the reason that they're not in business anymore with the rest of his family. And I think maybe, maybe that, you know, 
is kind of where Mia holds a little bit of resentment over Gordon for kind of taking away the business that she had, you know, worked her ass to, to create as well. So maybe that's part of the reason for the divorce. I really, you know, don't know. I think they're going to dive into it a little bit more. But it was confirmed in September of 2023 that they were officially separated. They've yet to finalize their divorce, which I find very interesting because Mia then posted a picture with her new beau allegedly on Instagram and said something about April 2024 being, you know, their month or I I don't know if that means that they're, you know, getting married. I I don't know how that works. I don't know that her divorce is finalized yet, so I don't know how that all works, but yeah, I don't know. Moving on over to Vanderpump Rules, we'll start with some headlines on Vanderpump Rules. So Tom Sandoval's former assistant Ann Maddox defends Ariana Maddox. What's funny is that her last name is Maddox, but it's spelled M-A-D-D-O-X, and Ariana's is M-A-D-I-X, I believe. So I don't know why that's funny or interesting. But anywho, so <laughs> first of all, I just got to say, the awkwardest scene ever watching this poor assistant Anne having to basically be the middleman messenger for Ariana and Tom. I just thought it was absolutely insane. So Anne's opinion on the matter, because you probably are thinking, you know, what? Anyways, so apparently she has her own podcast. I didn't know that. Um, It's called, so I think this is what it's called. Let me just make sure. I'm clicking on it right now. Um, It's called We Signed an NDA, I think. Is this her podcast? We need to look this up, y'all. Um. It sure is. Amanda Lifford and Mickey Ann Maddox. This is honestly hilarious that there's a podcaster. Do you think I should be? No. <laughs> I would never want that job. Okay, so so I guess Ariana got a lot of viewer hate by her tone when she was speaking to And and And. Why did I call her that? Anne. Many found her responses quite rude, and Anne had addressed the viewer's response on her podcast titled, We Signed an NDA. I just think that's so funny. She said, I totally thought it was justified. If I was in that position, I would probably be like, wow, the audacity of asking me if you could have your birthday party in this house in this situation. If there was any frustration, I could tell that it was definitely towards Tom. I didn't take it personally. She has every right to feel annoyed at this request further defended Ariana by saying if there's any fans out there who are surprised by Ariana's reaction, I would say this was literally a few months after she found out about the affair, and it was not a time to party. Four months after, to be exact, by the way. She continued saying, I felt so bad asking Ariana about the party and seeing if it was okay. I remember in between takes, I would just apologize profusely to Ariana. I felt so bad. As for the party that ultimately did happen, Anne approached the request with sugar instead of vinegar, her words. She said, I admitted quickly texted, I admitted, I admittedly quickly texted the question and then told Tom like, oh, whoops, I already sent it so that I could get away with asking nicely rather than making the statement that he wanted to. First of all, I have some thoughts on this and I will, I'll say just because, you know, we're on the Vanderpump Rules train and I kind of want to try a little new style here. On this particular issue, I definitely agreed with Lala how she sat down with Ariana. By the way, I do not think that Ariana was expecting that scene to go that way. And I think you could definitely see Lala playing into that viewer's voice a little bit because a lot of us, I'm sure we're thinking the same thing. We're sitting here thinking, you know, 
we've, in our mind, we've accepted and moved on from the affair. Granted, Ariana is going to be taking her time with healing and everything. And this was four months after the affair, to be exact, like I just said. So this is still pretty raw and, and, and it's fresh in Ariana's mind. So what I would, what I would say to that is for me, I feel as though that Tom should be able to do whatever he wants to do in his house. And if he's offering to put Ariana up in a hotel so that she'd feel more comfortable, then I actually think that that's a nice gesture. And I I wouldn't, I'm not praising Tom at all. I'm just saying if he wants to do that and he's saying, you know, look, I want to have a party with my friends. I understand if you don't want to be there. I understand if you, you know, are uncomfortable by me having, you know, this many people over and having a good time, you know, I, I'll, I would love to pay for a hotel for the night. I, I don't see an issue with that. And I don't view that as, as grounds to then say, no, you can't have a party here. I'm going to call the cops if you do from a noise complaint, because I'm trying to go to bed. First of all, the cops are going to laugh at Ariana and they're going to say, this is absolute bogus because it's, their house legally both of them so they can do whatever the hell they want noise complaint that's that's it it ariana looked really ridiculous when she said that i understand that she's mad at tom and i think that she's going to do anything and everything to make sure that he goes through it you know and just has a hard time with everything she's gonna bust his balls but i i just didn't i didn't agree with her in that moment and i just I thought that it was kind of bogus anyways. And on the topic of Lala's thoughts and opinions, she did share her thoughts on the financial situation between Tom and Ariana, which I actually have some thoughts on as well. So I'm going to weigh in right after I read this to you guys from The Daily Dish. Bravo. So essentially, I think... So Lala stated... So Lala stated on The Daily Dish that in terms of, you know... She said, Tom Sandoval is not going to leave. Ariana doesn't have to, but don't say you're not leaving because you can't afford it. She she also said, you move out of the house. You don't forfeit the home because you decided to move out. Ariana doesn't lose the home because she decided to move out. That's not how it works. I I do agree with that. So she also said, like, it's not, it's not that complicated. And Ariana is essentially making it more complicated by doing what she's doing. So then Ariana kind of rebuttaled, I guess, if you want to say. And she said, this is a very large investment that I've made that I saved essentially my entire adult life for. Plus there's Los Angeles rent to consider. I don't know what kind of money Lala thinks I have, but it's really not an option, which, you know, I mean, obviously they're not making housewives money on this show guys. So you have to think about that. Um, Lala then concluded and said, she's in a good headspace but a good headspace also means that you go get a home and that your safest space to regroup and revive yourself from everything that she's been doing, Ariana. And you come home to a place that has his energy and his stuff or his dirty dishes. And I just wanted to know why. And every time I asked that question, it was like, how dare you? So this is interesting. So we're, we're starting to feel kind of the pressure, right, that the friends have to kind of appease Ariana and, you know, asking certain questions this is totally going to be an issue moving forward. I can sense that already off the bat. It's crazy that, you know, this all happened, yes, but as her friends, I think it's interesting to watch this kind of dynamic unfold. As far as the financial situation goes, 
Lala's right. I mean, it is, it's not that complicated, but if Ariana is saying that, then that also makes me think that she really can't afford to go and get, you know, a place of her own while also paying a mortgage. And I, I granted, I know that, you know, she had all these sponsorship deals, but you have to remember that this is four months after the affair. So this is still, this is before Dancing with the Stars. This is before all that. So I think what we're what we're seeing is we're seeing the beginning of the struggle right it's a hardship and so if ariana wants to stay in her house i think it's just because she knows that she's worked so hard for this house and why should she have to leave because it's not she didn't decide to break up you know the relationship totally understand that i also think that tom should should just leave i i don't don't know why he's not and it's probably because he's also feeling the financial hardship of having to pay for his half of this house. Really, it's difficult, but I think that they need to, they they kind of need to figure out the housing situation because it's not ideal for either of them in whatever respective relationships that they may or may not have in the future. It's, it's not conducive to a healthy environment for them to stay in the house with their partners or whatever. I mean, it's just not. So I definitely think that needs to get sorted out right away. And it's definitely going to create some tension in the friend groups, I can tell, just based off of like the after show and everyone's thoughts. I felt like this was a great episode, though. I mean, I think Vanderpump Rules is just a great show in general because of these interesting dynamics and relationships. But this was a good episode. I will say Tom Sandoval's birthday party was awkward as fuck. I I, I don't know why, but... This man is in his 40s, and I felt as though that this was like a frat party. Like, you know, I'm in my 20s, and I feel as though when I have a party or or if I want to even have a party for my birthday, it's essentially just me going out to dinner with my friends, you know? Like, I don't think that I would have a, a party with, like, LED lights and, like, just, you know, like cheap liquor I don't know that just doesn't it seemed really weird and then you know like James walked in and was like I've never even seen any of these people before and I was like who are these people you know like are these just the people that are in his corner at you know in his life right now it just didn't make any sense and I thought James was hilarious by the way in you know in that fashion walking in and asking who the hell these people were and as far as the conversation that we're seeing with James and Sandoval, hmm, I don't, I don't necessarily know. I mean, I first of all, I love that we're talking about. I, I love that this is what make this this is what makes this show so great. Is like I love how we had a flashback to like when James was dating Kristen because that seems like eons ago now, and it's crazy because this show just you know it runs so deep with these relationships, and. I don't even really feel like this is a fair fight at this point, but I mean, it's not, it's not wrong of Tom Tom Sandoval to bring that up, but it's also kind of, I don't know. I mean, I, I want, I want to crucify Sandoval a little bit, but I also think that to a certain point, like we have to understand that people are human and people make mistakes. And if we're just going to keep holding them to the cross, you know, I mean, he's already fallen. So I just feel like it's, you know, it's, it's like beating a dead horse at this point. And I think that we need to, instead of beating the dead horse, figure out how to move on in a peaceful and calm way. And there's no reason why, I mean, first of all, 
Well, I mean, I, I will say James probably is a little still upset that, you know, Sandoval with the whole Rachel thing. I get it, right? Because that was his, you know, that was his fiance, right? They were going to get married. At the same time, I mean, I think that, you know, they moved on and it's it wasn't like he cheated on... It, it's it, it wasn't like... It's not the same situation. James and Ariana are were not in the same situation. And so I feel like it's just not a fair fight in that regard. Moving on over to Beverly Hills, I just have a few headlines to share because I didn't take any notes on the episode. I thought it was an okay episode. Just felt like it was kind of a slow week with Beverly Hills. Nothing super exciting going on. And I don't, you know, next week I, I would say looks better. I think... I think the star of the week for me on Beverly Hills was Erica. I, I really enjoyed Erica during this episode. But everybody else, I just kind of, eh, you know, just kind of... Sutton, I, I give or take. You know, I, I feel like one week she's good and one week she's not. And I just don't... I didn't necessarily care for her this season. Or, I'm sorry, not season, episode. <laughs> I mean, the season's, you know, been interesting so far. But, you know, whatever. So I do have, uh, you know, an interview that Kyle Richards did with E! News where she kind of gave an update on her status on the show and this current status of her relationship with Mauricio. I know everybody has just, that's like the number one question on everybody's mind is what's going on with Kyle and Mauricio. And I really feel like there's not a lot going on other than what we're seeing on the show. There's not some big revelation that's going to come out as far as I know. So this is just an update from Kyle currently. She said, it feels like everybody wants to know and that they feel that they are entitled to every detail of my life because I have been showing my life and sharing my life with everybody for 13 years. It's not that I'm lying or withholding. I'm figuring it out still. In fact, she actually said herself, I don't have answers. They think I'm teasing them, dragging it out. I'm going this, I'm going about this for ratings. I'm figuring it out right now. And we are figuring it out as a couple. And I'm figuring out what I need myself. And when I know and we know where our life is going next, you're going to know. She also said, we're not a toxic couple. We live under the same roof in different homes. We do have other homes. Thank God we're fortunate in that sense. But even when we're all there, it's texting in the family chat. What time is everyone going to be home for dinner? We're allowed to do what we want to do, which is very strange, but I don't ask. We're, we're But we're in an okay place. She, I, I think, you know, the, vi- the vibe that I get is that it's, it's, it's very... It's it's kind of catch and release, you know, like I feel I feel as though, you know, there's really no telling where it's going to go. I don't know if maybe something's going to come out at the end of the season that we're going to see in terms of like a like a divorce announcement. I I just said that there's no revelation because there really isn't that I know of. So I, I don't know if maybe they're waiting until the season's over to announce like a divorce or something like that. But but I, I really don't know. I mean, I it, it saddens me to see the demise of their relationship. I posted that this week on, on Instagram. It really is. And I hope that they work it out, but it doesn't, it doesn't look too good right now on the show. So I wanted to share this because Anne Marie was recently on watch what happens live for the first time. She made her debut on the the clubhouse and uh, you know, I, I watched her on watch what happens live and I, and I didn't think that, you know, I don't know. I, I thought I, I just, I don't know how to feel about her yet, guys. I just don't. And then I, you know, just, I'm, I was just capturing a, an interview that she did with Us Weekly where she talked about how hard it's been to her, how hard it's been for her to enter the fray on Beverly Hills. 
So she said, I know who I am as a person and I am somebody who prides myself on being a kind and caring and fun and giving person. So for people to have completely different perspective of me, I take it very seriously. She tried to explain how much the backlash has hurt her, but it didn't go unnoticed that she tried to deflect from her part in the fallouts. She said, she also said, I think there are some things that I'm dealing with that others have also had to deal with. So it is easier when you're having to go through something publicly when you have others kind of rallying around you. So I think in that regard, it would definitely make it easier if she had more support from her co-stars is what she said. I, I, I can only assume that she's referring to the headlines that came out just before the season started about her husband and the sexual assault allegations, but they kind of dissipated. I didn't really hear much about them since then. I don't know if, you know, that has a, you know, like a play into what, I don't know. I, I can't really tell. Anywho, I, I feel as though Anne-Marie, you know, I mean, at least the way she's coming off on the show she doesn't fit in seamlessly to this group at all. And I feel bad that like the, the backlash is getting to her. But at the same time, you have to understand that, you know, you're putting your life out there for millions of people to watch. Beverly Hills is not an easy show to come into, especially if you're just not used to one being on reality TV or two even being in the public eye, which it seems like she's not. And so I don't know. I, I feel, I feel kind of indifferent about Anne Marie right now. And I, it's not progressing for me on the show. Moving on over to Miami, my favorite. Great episode this week, by the way. Excellent episode. Just one headline to share. So Lisa Hochstein, I think that's how you say your last name. I'm just going to call her Lisa. <laughs> Lisa uh, Hochstein fighting ex-Lenny's defamation lawsuit denies accusing him of abuse. So Lisa is essentially demanding that Lenny's defamation lawsuit against her gets dismissed, which I actually didn't even know that there was a defamation lawsuit against her. I hadn't seen that yet, but arguing that he's the one who spread the abuse allegations and not her. So documents that were obtained by Radar Online, Lisa said that her ex should be immediately, or her his suit, his ex, oh my gosh, I can't speak. <sighs> that Lenny's suit should be immediately thrown out and that she never accused him of giving her the bruise that she posted on social media. So what she's referring to, um, this was something that was reported back in December of 2023, where Lisa, I guess, posted an Instagram story and it was her circling a bruise on her arm and said, didn't want to have to share this, but I'm left with no choice. I'm being threatened and harassed through the court system and through others by Lenny, and it needs to stop. This was almost two weeks old from last season. You may have caught this bruise on the episode when I opened up to the women on the show about the divorce. So Lisa said in a lawsuit that, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, she said that Lenny's lawsuit is an obvious attempt to claw threads of publicity from the tabloid media he desperately craves, and then also accused him of seeking to place his name in the limelight to sway public opinion in favor based on his perceived battle for publicity. Publicity, excuse me. So Lisa used her post as evidence, actually, for why she believed his suit should be tossed, saying that as one can see by the plain reading of the language used in the post, there is no published allegation that Lenny abused Lisa. And her caption simply mentioned that viewers may have seen a bruise that was present present when Lenny discussed the divorce with her castmates, or I'm sorry, when Lisa discussed the divorce with her castmates during an episode of Miami. Clearly, there is nothing in this post that is defamatory, and it does not allege that Lenny did anything. 
<laughs> Lenny explains in his own words exactly what he recalls happening and what caused the bruise, saying, stating, As to the bruise, it came about because defendant, as usual, was yelling and berating plaintiff when he came home from work, as she did almost daily, telling him how he never does anything right. So plaintiff attempted to walk away, and she started walking up the stairs, and defendant walked in front of plaintiff, going backwards up the stairs, so she could... so she could continue yelling in plaintiff's face, and defendant lost her balance and fell on a stair. She said that the statement completely contradicts and undermines his attempt to establish a defamation claim against her. Instead, defendant described how she had a bruise during the party's divorce, and plaintiff himself substantiated how this occurred during an argument between the parties, is what Lisa stated. I I feel... So she... Essentially, she wants Lenny's entire lawsuit dismissed and to be awarded any other relief the court deems just and proper. I think it's just weird. I don't know. I mean, like, I I, I feel like the divorce is its own character at this point. So, I, I, I mean, that's really all I can say. There's nothing else. There's no other opinion that I can share on this divorce than I haven't already stated in the past. And, yeah, that's it. Great, great episode so far. I, I really, I mean, the only thing, I, you know, I mean, really, the only notes I took that I that I wanted to talk about was the thing between Kiki and Lisa. And by the way, I think what what also, and I, I think I've said this before. I have to have said this before because I'm always praising Miami. But I feel as though these ladies are never afraid of confrontation. So, like for example, last week we had this spat between Lisa and Kiki, right? It's not getting swept under the rug. It's actually handled in the immediately next episode and they talk about it, but then they get into another argument about it and it seems so real. And so for that, I would say, I don't, I mean, so if you're asking if I'm team Lisa or team Kiki, look, here's the thing. Kiki, she did her absolute best work that she's ever done on the show. Give her a mojito. She's amazing. First of all, I didn't know that she was a mother to, and I also didn't know that she was like an, you know, living poor. I just, I want to know more about Kiki. I love her. I think she's so fun. I love everybody's role on the show, but I would love to know more about Kiki because she seems so fascinating to me and seems like such a, you know, I think her confessionals have been great this season. She's been doing such a great job so far. So with that being said, I think that she definitely won the original argument, but I got to say that when she said the thing about karma and Lenny, I mean, come on, that, that was just kind of an overstep. I think that was too much. And I didn't agree with her there with the whole karma thing. But I I do think that Lisa is a little bit of a fun sucker. I feel as though every episode, you know, she wants to, you know, harp on. I feel like, you know, there's a difference in dealing with this divorce in the proper way and then harping on it and bringing the energy level down of your friends. I, I think that's exhausting to a certain degree. And you could still be there for her, but I think that you need to kind of acknowledge that you're not the only one in life that has these problems and it's you know at some point it's gonna have to end is is my point so I feel as though you know I mean I can't wait for the next few weeks I mean really I just love Miami but I I kind of I want to see the conclusion of this fight because I think that it ended on such a high climax point and um but yeah it was a great episode closing off this week we had an excellent episode of Southern Hospitality. It really, really was. I just have to say, I love that the show, I know I keep saying it and, you know, just watch it if you're not watching it. My only thought, you know, I mean, other than this, 
you know, this was a great episode is do we genuinely feel because of this, this thing that came out, by the way, congrats to Emmy for becoming the assistant general manager. Awesome. Love that for her. But moving on from that, do we really, really feel that Bradley was behind this setup to make Trevor look bad? Or is Trevor just actually a piece of shit? Because in my mind, I, I'm trying to justify it. Like, yes, okay, so if, if he knew that Maddie was lying on him last year about this, you know, him, you know, getting a blowjob by somebody behind the dumpster or whatever, like that whole story. If, if that was true, or I'm sorry, if that was false, and then he wanted to then create this false narrative about Trevor, then what I, I don't know. Like to me, because I, I started thinking, cause then Maddie was like really upset, but then she was upset with Bradley. And I was like, but you're crying over Bradley over this man who, got his ass grabbed by another woman and there's a video of it. And I just, I don't know. To me, I I feel as though she keeps defending this man, Trevor, and he's horrid. He's cheated on her multiple times and she just looks dumb for staying with him. And I just hate it. So I don't know. Do I, do I feel like Bradley made this up? I don't really think he did, but I don't know. I kind of want to unpack this a little bit more. I heard that the reunion for Southern Hospitality is very, very good. That was already filmed and we only have one episode left. So, well, my friends, we've reached the end of the weekly rundown. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for bearing with me with this new format. I hope you guys liked it. I will post a little poll on my Instagram, possibly, if I remember, to see if you guys liked this new format. And if so, then I'll continue with it. So here's your flash filming update. So Atlanta is currently not filming right now. There's no update so far, other than the fact that Candy did announce that she has decided to exit the show and will not be returning for the next season. So I think that's really kind of sad. And that's a that's definitely a uh, a hole on the show moving forward. I, I have to say, the last few seasons, Candy hasn't really been like the the most dramatic, I would say, or the most in, engaged castmate. But I, I will say that Avoid will, you know, she was a she was almost a glue for the show. So I, I will be interested to see. I, they're definitely going to need a big personality to fill that void. So I I hope they make the right decision in that. Beverly Hills is currently still airing on Wednesdays, followed by Miami. We both uh, For both of those franchises, we have two episodes left. Beverly Hills will be getting a three-part reunion, and Miami is getting a two-part reunion. Jersey has wrapped, but we don't have a premiere date. Roni, there is no update so far. The casting rumors so far are not true. They're just rumors. There's been a lot of rumors out there, but nothing is concrete and confirmed. Orange County is currently filming. Potomac is still airing on Sundays. I believe we have three episodes left, three or two or three. I think it's three with a three-part reunion. We have Salt Lake City that is currently filming right now with everybody back minus Monica and possibly some newbies. Dubai is allegedly going to premiere in June. That's what we're now hearing from Chanel on Twitter. So... Yes, that's exciting. Ultimate Girl Strip, I don't have an update. I'm so sorry. Vanderpump Rules is airing on Tuesdays. We have Summer House returning February 22nd, Thursdays. Winter House, there's no update on that. Southern Hospitality, we have one episode left until the reunion. I don't yet know if the reunion is 
one part or two parts. I think it's just one part reunion because it's kind of a short season. But we still have that airing on Thursdays. Southern Charm is, there's no update so far. Sorry, guys. And then we have Below Deck. The regular Below Deck is back. It's um, uh, airing on Mondays, the Below Deck days. And with that, thank you all so much for listening. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when I drop a new episode. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. AJ.